All right, everybody, it's your favorite host, Tunky Jerdman, coming to you from Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, LA's only motorcycle podcast, as far as we know. And uh, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for listening all the way to episode 110. Do me a solid, bro. Go over to creative-writing.com and click on the link to buy yourself a coffee mug. You won't regret it. All right, enjoy the show. Thanks for listening to the show today. My name is Rick James. I'm having a big art show in Oceanside, California. Come on down. It'll be on Saturday the 24th at Legacy Brewery. There's going to be tons of food, bands, other artists, and myself. Come on down. We're going to have great food, local craft beer. Again, Saturday the 24th, Legacy Brewing, 363 Airport Road, Oceanside, California, 92058. Come on out. All right. Hey, we're coming to you live. Last week we were in Steady Garage, and uh, this week we are at Lucky Wheels Garage. And I'd like to say thanks to the guys for having us in. There's a bunch of us here in studio tonight, in studio, in Shopio tonight. And uh, before we get kicking off, where the hell did Wiggins go? Wiggins disappeared. My co-host disappeared. What the hell? That's not unusual, actually. But there's a couple things I'd like to mention that's going on right now in the news. And one of them is uh, if you're into Dinas, the old school Dinas, you can go to uh, Bike Week Official and you can win one of those old school ones. Now that you guys like to cry over the death of the Dyna, all you crazy kids out there. Um, But there's some other stuff that's been happening as far as sales. Everybody's been doom and gloom. And a couple weeks ago, there was this roundtable here at Lucky Wheels and we were talking about it. And a couple other secret in-studio guests. There you are, Wiggins. A couple of secret in-studio guests that we had uh, that are here with us today were privy to this information too. But everybody was talking about the death of the industry and and how everything's going to hell in a handbasket. And it's pretty much all the millennials' fault, which I think we can all assume is true. (laughs) So I just want to point out that I was reading some sales uh, things that I got today and Ducati's up 0.7%, Triumph's up 12.7%. Uh, BMW and Harley were down. Royal Enfield and Indian are up. So Harley's actually closing a plant in Kansas City. And uh, so if you were going to take the tour, and if you could make more noise with that, that'd be awesome. That if you make a lot of noise? Yeah. Oh. I know, you don't have, you're not monitoring. So um, yeah, Harley Davidson's doing so poorly that they're closing the plant. And I kind of feel like... They with, closed their Pennsylvania one last year, didn't they? Yeah. They moved, they consolidated everything to, to York, actually, and now this year they're closing the Kansas City. Well, they're going to close it in 2019, but they announced it. They're going to be laying off like 850 jobs. And so it's just so funny. Like th- that's what we're basing everything off of. But at the roundtable event, um, the marketing manager for the AMA was saying that old bikes or used bikes are up three to one for new bikes. So I don't really feel, I feel like places like Lucky Garage and, and you know, Cerberus, our friends um, down in San Diego and stuff like that, they're kind of they haven't really seen 
very much of this like doom and gloom because like everybody, none of the shit in here is like brand new. Nobody's bringing in like a 2018 CVO to like, hey, can you guys put a, you know a sissy bar in a rusty tank on this thing? So it's just it's it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we can shit that thing up. Yeah, yeah. Could you shit this up for me real good? Uh, I paid forty thousand dollars for this paint job, but uh, let's go ahead and just like scratch the hell out of it. So it's, it's it is interesting, and I kind of I'm glad everybody um, was was generous enough to, to let us use Lucky Wheels first off and then come down here tonight. So we're gonna go around the room and I'm gonna let the guys introduce themselves, starting with the folks at Lucky Wheels and then ending with our secret guests. You wanna go ahead and introduce yourself? We haven't really learned much. You've been on the show for like six months now and people don't really know. Just co-host Chris, what else they need to know? All right, well, that you're a bad mofo from uh, Indiana. So I'm gonna turn the mic over to the guys from Lucky Wheels, let them introduce themselves and give you a background. Are these guys, um, do they have their MBA from Stanford, or are they actual motorcyclists? I guess we'll find out in a matter of seconds. Can they be both? <laughs> no. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Ty from Lucky Wheels. Uh, first of all, thanks for having us on the show. Uh, do not have an MBA from Stanford. Uh, went to University of Texas and achieved not a whole lot while I was there. Uh, met Jackson, though. Got into motorcycles. My background, motorcycling-wise, uh, grew up in southeast Texas, was constantly around you know, quads, power sports in general. Didn't really ride seriously until I was in college. Uh, I met Jackson, we were working on a movie together. He rode up on a little beat up Honda. And I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to be as dirty as him. And uh, <laughs> Was it risky business too that you guys were <laughs> <laughs> It's far lower budget than that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna turn it over to Jackson, here he is. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I'm Jackson, I'm the other, uh, the other part of Lucky Wheels Garage here. Uh, thanks for having us over. Uh, or having having us on the show. We're having you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I guess I'm a a community college dropout. (laughs) I made it like half a semester. Uh, I was going there for movies, actually, and then I I bumped into Ty, met Ty, and I started working in movies, and I was like, this is silly. Why would I work in an industry? Why would I go to school for an industry I'm already in? Lo and behold, I didn't last in that industry very long. Uh, I started... I, uh, I met Ty. We worked on a lot of movies. I kind of he gave me he gave me movies, and I kind of gave him bikes. We could say it like that. Uh, I started riding. I had no like childhood history in motorcycles, but uh, I started dating a girl who was a few years older than me when I was like eighteen or so, and she had Naughty. said little beat up Honda that he that he he fell in love with. She's like he stole it from her. I'm saying I stole it from her. Uh, no, <laughs> I had a more reliable old Honda, and so she rode that. But that aside, I started getting into other stuff, uh, started riding a lot more bikes, had a little shop uh, that was a little bit of an inspiration for this place. And then, uh, what, was, what was the other question? There's none. There's actually. none. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to how Lucky Wheels started and gotcha. uh, the impetus for all that. Now, I'd like to pass it over to our super, super secret in-studio guests tonight that have joined us. They were also at the, uh, the round table that Robert Pandia put on, and... Well, they're not so secret. You've seen them on our Facebook page. You guys want to take it away and introduce yourselves? Yeah, thank you. Um, what's up, everybody? We are Diggs and Ghosts. I'm Diggs, and this other gentleman with me is Ghost. Can you guys see him? I'm Diggs. Um, yeah, for those who can't see For no. all you listeners, he put his hand on his chest, and the other guy said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, so our quick background, we actually are cousins from the East Coast, um, we do motorcycle funny skits on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. If you don't follow us yet, probably should do it. It's pretty funny, and we make you laugh. 
Um, but background, I went to college, went to two colleges actually to play basketball uh, where we weren't allowed to have motorcycles because coaches didn't let us. Right. Yeah, you guys are a lot taller in person. Like on the on YouTube, makes you guys look like you're only like five nine. You guys are tall. And for those who can't see us again, I'm actually six three. Yeah. Um, just the- uh, well, I'm only five eleven. I'm not that tall. <laughs> um, my degree, I had a degree in marketing and um, a minor economics and accounting. Which was- from Stanford? <laughs> not Stanford. Uh- <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, I was close. Yeah, really close. Loved motorcycles though. Always had them. Um, I actually told a story right before we got on air about um, stealing my mom's bike in high school. Hey, you're not supposed to say that, man. I thought no, well, we're supposed man. to be honest, Jamie. We got to be honest with the people. So I, you know, I stole her bike. She had an SV650. It was a mess. Um, so you know how to roast. You know how to roast for later in the show an SV650. Yeah, <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> um, and then from there, um, I just you know graduated my own bikes. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't like that for me. I got into bikes in college. Basketball, basketball, basketball. You then... gotta, you gotta eat that mic. Oh, you gotta. There you go. Hello, hello. <laughs> I, I can't see me, but right now I'm eating the mic, as I was told. But like, I, like I said, um, I got into bikes in college because it was all basketball for me. I majored in accounting and business management at a four-year school. No, 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 not Stanford. Not Stanford. Holy shit. But like you said, we're from the East Coast, and you just can't ride all year round, and I just wanted to ride all year round. And I did anyway. Well, he did. I didn't because he liked the snow. <laughs> but uh, it was either here or Florida, and um, we went to Florida, and it rained every day, so we left, came to California, and lived here ever since. Right. And since then, we just made funny skits. <laughs> yeah. I know, Florida... Do you ride every day now? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the rain. <laughs> Even in the rain. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the two times... Days, the two yeah. times... Yeah. Are, right. Rad. So, now you know who we're with. You know we're with some, like, really high pedigree dudes. And, uh, yeah, being two foot three, like, everybody looks so tall around here. But, so, let's go around the room and talk about like what you know kind of in the vein of giving a shift we'll maybe we'll get to that the purpose of that a little bit later but like right now uh let's talk about let's get into like what we're doing actively right now in the community i'm gonna hand it back over to the guys from lucky wheels because you know obviously we're in a motorcycle shop they're doing something they're not just uh polishing spokes here so i'm gonna let them talk about exactly what they do and the type of you know people that uh, they interact with and, and exactly what lucky wheels is Cool, yeah, so uh, if you guys don't know what Lucky Wheels is all about or haven't heard of us, uh, we're a little different than your traditional motorcycle shop. We act as a community workspace. Uh, it kind of functions like a gym membership for motorcycle nerds, is how I like to put it. Uh, 100 bucks a month gets you access five days a week to enough tools to do anything as basic as an oil change or learn how to do that. We also help people out, or as complex as build your own frame from scratch, and all that's been done here. Um, kind of across the gamut. Uh, so yeah, we, we offer a space with lifts, tools, fabrication equipment, so on and so forth for you to come and work on your own bike if you are you know a DIY-minded person who just doesn't have the resources to do so. Uh, we both came from Texas where you know garage space was at much less of a premium and everybody's grandpa has a ton of tools and just kind of in general, it's just a lot easier <laughs> to get into projects. Uh, and after moving to LA, um, I at least, Jackson moved out here a couple years later, I'll let him get into that in a second, but uh, I moved out here. I always wanted to do like the hippie warehouse thing, and I lived in a warehouse with my buddies. And we, you know, we rode motorcycles. And every every person that I met, it seemed like was like, "Oh, where do you work on your bike?" Oh, I got this warehouse. And then next thing you know, 
people were chipping in for our rent, and we had a bunch of strangers' bikes in our place. And well, not strangers; they they were friends. But uh, yeah, just kind of saw a need for need for something like that. And I heard about something similar, started researching the idea, and then we realized that uh, while we would not be the first people to do this, we would be the first in LA, which was kind of a huge surprise. So we rushed, and uh, yeah, we wanted to be the first to open up a co-op garage in LA. Yeah. So that's what we do. And I have to say that, uh, yeah, the space is awesome. You guys obviously do a lot of year-round stuff from, from hosting shows, the Moto Lady Show. We, we talked about how crazy that was. There's a, there was a couple podcasts here, actually. Um, and then you guys do all sorts of campouts, like the White Lightning Campout, the Good Luck Show. Uh, I can't even think of all this stuff that you guys do. I mean, you guys aren't just a garage, though. You're like an active part of the community. You know what I mean? Like... And in L.A., like you said, we've talked about it before, that garage space here is like, especially where you guys are, yeah. it's at least like $5,000 a month rent, or it's like, you yeah, know, it's, insane. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, it, this is an awesome place, an, an awesome resource for L.A. to have somewhere where you can, like, come down and just hang with other people and meet people, you know what I mean? Like, meet other people that are into the same thing and then obviously get inspired where, like, even me and, and uh, Wigs over here, I don't know. I live next door to like some crazy people that don't even know what a motorcycle is. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's like, where do you go for inspiration to help? You know, if yeah. you're, if you're at a shop like this, um, getting over to ghosts and digs, you guys, or do you guys go by digs and ghosts? I got, it was like saying tubs and Crockett. <laughs> I, I got to say like Crockett and tubs. I got it backwards. You guys obviously started, uh, you know, you moved to California so you could ride all year round. And then you just like straight bought Busas and like, <laughs> the YouTube life or how did you guys get rolling um, I'm just gonna say if, if you say they bought Boosas that's a little racist <laughs> Boosa just, life I was just thinking like the biggest bike you can get going from like not be, uh, being allowed to ride because of college so no, who's got the Street Fighter with the sick risers like the tall what's Boosa gotta do with um, it? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually our joint our channel's bike oh, okay. and it was impounded on Saturday oh. shout out uh, <laughs> San Diego PD Way to, way yeah, to go, police terrible. department. Love yeah. you guys. Stealing uh, people's motorcycles. Quick plug, we said on our actual vlog about that. If anybody sees that up on the uh, auto auction, yeah. right, on the no, impound auction, let us let know. Us know. We'll hey, go ahead and buy listen, that. the San Diego Mods versus Rockers was Sunday, too, so they were probably like, yes, there's another ride getting impounded. We're free. Let's haul ass. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I forgot the question. Yeah, I'm not lie we, to you. we're so oh. lost. Yeah, what, well, yeah. This is good. What do you guys? What do you guys like? When you guys moved out here, how did you get into like where you guys are now, being social influencers and even getting on? Like, what you obviously wanted to ride. But what made you want to make YouTube videos? Yeah, like, like what made you want okay. to get into? I get like, like riding motorcycles every day. Like that's super cool. But when were you like, you know what? We should record this because we think we're funny. Maybe one other person will too. Yeah, no, that's, it's actually interesting. We were back in college. People told us just the chemistry that we had in general, not even on bikes. They said if you at guys St- at Stanford, if at Stanford, <laughs> if you guys recorded yourselves, people would watch it. They told us that forever. So we first moved out here. Within a week, we said let's record videos. We didn't. Um, and, you know, and then about a year later, we said let's record videos, and we didn't. We didn't. It wasn't until actually last January um, that we decided let's just try. Let's just you know screw around with it a little bit, um, start recording stuff. And we actually didn't get into motorcycles right away. You know, we actually were recording just everything in the game and any social thing, different vlogs, you know, do, trying to do challenges, the fidget spinner challenges, all that stupid stuff that we really, it wasn't us though. Um, we actually did our first motorcycle skit and I said at the give a shift, you know, it garnered a six, uh, six figure views. And the next skit we did was not a motorcycle skit still. Don't know why it didn't click. Um, yeah. So <laughs> still trying to put out fillers out there. Three skits later, we did another motorcycle skit. Wow, six figures. 
It didn't sink in yet. Um, after that, we finally got serious about it and started doing the motorcycle stuff because it, it's us. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah. And, and you know, anyone in the community, you can easily tell who's real and who's not, who actually rides, who knows bikes. And um, so there are people, we've seen skits that, but they're from comedians trying to be bikers and they say things that make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> we come from a place of riding first and our skits, majority around stuff that actually happens to us. I think there's a whole movie about that called Wild Hogs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wild Hogs. No, I like the... You guys did the squids and had the mohawk and shit. At least they know. It's funny because, like, the thing about our skits, we realize, we tell everyone, like, we've actually done all of this stuff, like, been in here. So, like, the actual helmet is Ghosts. That was his when he first started riding with the mohawk. The icon vest, we both have them still hanging up. Like, so this isn't, we didn't have to go out and buy, like, this actual stuff we did, which is hilarious. Like, I just have to say for our listeners, icon makes really nice stuff. Yeah. Sponsored by icon. Just gonna say, just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, no, that's rad. And then they make more than just fast for stunners. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then how do you guys? Obviously, it's funny because I know to, I I know as a motorcyclist, when you go to look for something, I'm guessing that's why those videos that you guys did got so many views. Is because when you're a motorcyclist, there's not a lot of stuff for you out there. Like it's it's easy to niche, like get into that. Niche. Especially people that know. Like there's so many people that. Like you said, they just want to be funny and they don't really know what they're talking about. So yeah, it's easy to it's do that like with the motorcycles. inside jokes for the motorcycle community <laughs> yeah. that mm-hmm. those people get. That it's really going to grow in people. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the the biggest thing I say we have going for us is that we actually like to us it's fun. Like we just do, we, it's crazy now that we have so many followers, but to us it's just fun. We just release videos and people laugh yeah. and we talk yeah. back to everybody. Um, Plus, you get an, a chance to do. Like, would you guys have gone to ride an electric motorbike if it wasn't going to be like funny or for like the vlog? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, would you guys like Probably branch not. out to stuff? No, right. and, and it's funny. The, the video you're referencing, I actually said in the beginning, like, I'm not going to like this. Yeah, I actually said like it's going to be stupid. Like, yeah. I'm not going to like it. And even off the camera, I'm like, man, I just, I don't even like. It's like a moped. And then I wrote it, and I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah, we went <laughs> down there too. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but oh, we yeah. did it. I like saw an ad on Facebook and I was like, sure. And then when they emailed me back, I was like, hey, I co-host podcast. Podcast, can we bring both of us? But so like we went and did it and talked about it. They were definitely better than I thought they were gonna be. Yeah, it was cool. It was. I, I, I see it definitely more as a like I will never give up my as a reference to our skit fire breathing R one that I love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for like the everyday, you know, my 17 miles a gallon I probably get. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably a lot better on the electric bike. Oh no, yeah, those zeros were awesome. As yeah. far as just moving around traffic, and if you were gonna oh, commute, goodness. man, oh my goodness. other than they need to make noise, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you're commuting 40, 50, less, but 40, 50 miles a day one way, uh-huh. yeah, it would be perfect. rad, dude, so perfect. Yeah, coming back to the Lucky Wheel guys, you guys probably don't see a lot of electrics in here, right? I mean, no, not no. we have one customer. Yeah. yeah, I saw one. I saw the Alta at the women's show. So I mean, that was pretty cool. I was like, but I mean, shit, you guys got like a Harley here. I, what is that little single right there? That little chopper scooter thing? <laughs> that's an SSR. China, oh, baby. Shit, <laughs> holy shit. That's, that's getting those highway pegs are pretty sick though. Yeah, right. Right. So you guys, we, we got a we got a really diverse group of of guys in the shop right now that do all sorts of stuff and that you know basically are hitting it at all different levels us well me from just like the bullshitter level chris from the racing level lucky wheels from the shop and probably knowledge level and then you guys from the humor and the like social engagement level um talking about the give a shift stuff that that robert had I, i have my notes behind me but i think i have this remembered enough you know, he was talking about, like, getting more women involved and getting more kids involved. And I remember when I was a kid, 
we had well when i was a kid it was like 1872 i'm really old but when i was a little older than that like atari was the thing like that was about it you know and then like nintendo you could only do that for a so many hours until you're just it wasn't like today where games are made like they 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 pay people big monies to write scripts and get actors to come in to act in video games now so it's more like being in a movie so you don't want to leave the couch and when i was a kid 30 minutes was as long as you wanted to stay and then you wanted to get outside and ride your bike or ride your mini bike so all the stuff that they that the motorcycle industry is experiencing i'm not 100 percent sure it's millennials fall i'm not 100 percent sure it's the price of bikes fall i think it's a lot of different things coming together keeping people from buying them whether it's debt you know a lot of the young guys like you guys are you guys in your 20s still like you guys yeah. look pretty young right so one of them we is are. 21 and the, got, i know they're 21 because we're drinking beer so i think they're both 21 oh shit we didn't card them yeah we didn't card them they could be 21 allegedly they're 21 but, i mean these guys are like you know they were talking about college and i'm sure debt you know all of us over here on this side except for wigs college dropouts you know i, I graduated Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and I graduated from a junior college, so it yeah. doesn't count. Uh, right? Oh, twice. Me and you are the big winners here. So yeah, and and the thing is, is that like, whether it's debt from college or not being able to afford bikes, like because we're not from Stanford, you know. Too, uh, there's a lot of different things happening right now, and I'm not 100 percent sure that it, any of it, any one thing, like I think maybe Robert said that, like there's not like one single thing that you can pinpoint to make it better. But as a community and as a whole, I think everything that all of us are are doing is kind of making it step by step. You know, inviting people in inviting people to do this and you know ride with us wrench with us watch our videos and maybe like hey that was so funny i think i might want to go get a bike and you know get a pink mohawk and like fall over <laughs> and all shit. so it, it's interesting to see you know just the bunch of us that are here right now like just to see like what we can do to get people more engaged and uh on that note um the give a shift thing has really taken off robert has kind of like throwing it out to the community to get everybody you know out there and, and do their thing so i think that uh just as a as a whole and as a movement like there's so many ways to engage people and uh, there was a bunch of other stuff like get a website get get writer resources i think mm-hmm. that's more for like oes and like you know bigger bigger voices than us to try and like get people in but it is i think it is pretty cool the, the whole um mentality right now about like where do we start? You know what I mean? Like, how do we start? You usually start with yourself, be the change you want to see or whatever that uh, famous quote from, I think it was Abe Lincoln said that. And, um, you had to go to Stanford for four years and know the quote. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I didn't. So I don't know who said it. I think it was uh, Truman said that. But, um, but yeah, so I just, I don't know really, really quick if we want to go around the room and putting you guys on the spot now because we didn't rehearse this or anything. But like, what are you doing like to get people interested in becoming part of the motorcycle community i know for you i can think of a couple things for you guys if you guys can't think of them but i'll let you guys run with this now how about do you want to talk about some of the events we do jack's the front runner for all of our big social stuff uh yeah so i guess i guess just to kind of clarify the question you're asking like what what lucky wheels garage does as a way to like get like try and like convince new right like get people yeah. As new yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably just making it like a less of like uh, just like a old like like a dad thing or a grandpa thing. You know, I, I feel like like 
if if young people see that there's like other young people like riding yeah. bikes and it's like you can there's there's a bunch of us out there that really like riding bikes like hey, come hang out you know and I think that's kind of what we what we try to do here is like give like a huge like social aspect for like bringing people in and being like hey you don't have you know it's you don't have to be alone if you want to ride a motorcycle because everybody else like, is in a car this this shop seems like less intimidating. You know, they talked about it, you know, Robert even talked about it, where used bikes and old bikes are selling better right now. You know, a lot of people are wanting the vintage Honda stuff. Like, it's got this soul that a lot of new bikes don't have. Um, Old Harleys, whatever. Um, But people don't, like, what are you going to do? Take a 1975 CB to a shop? Most people are going to just get out of here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, And then when you find someone that does know how to work on them, like, it's super expensive. So... Finding a place where, you know, you can work on your own bike, be a part of that bike's soul, you know, become like kind of one with that bike, but not be super intimidated and scared about it is, is super cool. I, I mean, I think that's definitely a step in the right direction for all of us. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think for me, like half of the reason I was super interested in motorcycling was not just to ride a motorcycle as cool as that seemed, but actually I had the interest in learning how something worked. And I saw that as an actual, you know, achievable goal. Like, you know, people have been working on these for 40 some odd years. I can do that too. Those guys aren't much smarter than I am. They're like, I can learn this. It's right in front of me. And they almost seem like an approachable way to learn a new skill set. I went to Stanford. And they have like I feel like old bikes have more personality than a lot of old cars, or they're just easier and more accessible to work on. Yeah. So when you the have that like when you're like, oh, I kinda wanna learn to work on something, because I feel like you know everyone talks bad about millennials and the younger generation, but I feel like in general a lot of them want to do more with their hands. Like mm-hmm. they're yeah. artists, they're builders, they're doing something with their hands. Like it's something that you know, we were scared we were going to lose and it's coming back. And I feel like working on motorcycles for a lot of that generation is something they want to do. Definitely. What I really wanted to touch on, so a couple of things you said that's interesting is, is new, people underestimate having someone to trust, I think, in this yeah. part of it. I'm sure you guys got together and you had, knew someone who had a bike and it brought you in. Um, from our standpoint, Digs and Ghosts, the brand and the image is we are the body that people trust. It's actually unprecedented how many messages we get from people asking us, what's a good first bike? And me talking someone off of a Hayabusa. Like, that's not... Yeah. You, that's everybody's like, favorite first yeah, bike. Like, uh, okay, what about an R6? This like, will make know. sense later, but probably an SV650. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, walking people off that ledge and then, you know, really being able... We had, like, a 16-year-old asking us, like, what steps can I take to convince my mom that I will be able to ride bikes? And we just talked through, okay, go take a class. You go to community college, take a class, get gear. Um, you give gear advice on our channel. Yeah. And then one real thing that I think that we are able to help appeal is... You know, we get in you know hundreds or thousands of comments on our videos, and what we love is that you're seeing that motorcycle community. You know, yeah. if you're on a Harley, a sport bike, a dual sport, whatever it is, when you ride past another biker, there's a respect that's there, yeah. and that is seen on our page. Like I envision our page as like a common bike night, honestly. So we actually had today one conversation I was following and you know responding to. Um, one guy lived in I think Sweden and one guy's in America and they were talking about like he said oh yeah over here in Sweden like we don't really like Kawasaki so that's our Jixer and it was just funny to have that conversation because they're having it back and forth and I'm like wow this is cool and for a new writer to come in and see that these people live in different continents like I want to be a part of this I think yeah. that that's our contribution is to bring people in in the way of a brotherhood and um, being welcomed and then they're seeing just they're seeing everyone communicate in a way that yeah, they've never seen. Sure. They want to be a part of the fun. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> speaking to uh, one of the points that somebody made, I forget exactly who it was, was the dealership uh, alternative right now. 
like Chris said, nobody will take a 75. Nobody will take a 95. Like, shit, yes, no, some right. people won't take a 2005. You know, yeah. like, it's getting to the point where, like, 10 years is it. So that means 2018 to 2008. You know yeah. what I mean? And a lot's changed in those 10 years technologically and stuff like that. So I understand it. And I've seen with Amazon and all these, that's what I'm saying. There's not one thing that you can say is reckon it, but with Amazon and all these other like crazy online and box stores, they're, the mom and pop stores really now have to choose what they have. Cause I used to go to this one store and they would have like a shit ton all over the wall of stuff. You could go in and pick like, Hey, this goes to like an, let's say 90, let's not go too crazy, like 63, but they would have like 1990 through 2015. And now they've got like, 2015 to 2018 and it's because you can order it everywhere else online a drone will fly it to your house mm-hmm. in ten in two hours and it's like they can't compete with that so they got to pick and choose and when you go in now it's like well what happened to the like a you're losing the customer from the parts perspective but also i've heard that like lucky wheels like you guys were saying the grandpa thing you you want to hang out with young kids. You don't want to hang out with the grandpa. And in a dealership, you don't want to go in and hang out with a bunch of bummed out like teenagers or old grumpy dudes that are only there to sell you shit for what they have in there. And a lot of those guys are like that. They're like, hey, uh, you you know you know exactly what you're talking about, and they treat you like crap. And it's there's a couple hosts on like an actual radio show that said I've been riding bikes since I was three. The guy's like 40 now, so you know that's 116 years if my math is right. <laughs> but, uh, Stanford education. Stanford. Stanford education, baby. <laughs> um, math major. So he said, I've been riding most of my life, and I go in, and the guy like treats me like I don't even know what I'm talking about. You mm-hmm. know. So the brotherhood yeah. thing that you guys are talking about makes a lot of sense for me, too, that you gotta be, you got to accept people, and you have to uh, lend a helping hand and not be that dick behind the parts counter you know, just because somebody doesn't know what they're talking about or – you're a sport bike or motocross and bro, like the and they're and like, like, yeah. The other, yeah. It's, it's really cool. And to, again, jump in. I love referencing our comments because um, we love our followers, which is hilarious. But one guy this morning on one of the posts um, with the Hayabusa, he mentioned, he's like, man, I just crashed my Katana. And he said, but my next bike's going to be a Busa. No, I didn't crash because my own mistake. Like, somebody cut me off. And I was like, you don't have to explain yourself. <laughs> I've probably totaled more bikes in the last two yeah. years than you have in your entire riding career. And I think, again, it goes back to the honesty. Like, we, we don't try to be the holier now. Like, I'm like, you all know somebody faster than me. I've crashed a lot. We total bikes. Like, again, I, that's why we're so open about telling them we got the bike repoed. Because it's, for right now, some of the things that happen, people are like, no, this happens. It's real. But again, we welcome it as a conversation. We actually made, like, a funny tribute to the FZ on our channels. Oh, yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely. It just be, honestly, it's just being relatable. Being relatable. Because the fact is, a lot of people can't relate to certain things they see on, like, Facebook or Instagram. But when they see us and they see our skits, they're like... Oh, man, that happened to me, especially, like, so we have a big skit is our red button skit. And that's just from people thinking that something's wrong with their bike and actually it's just the red button. Yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of new riders, they'll go through our comments and they'll just see so many different riders talking about it and laughing. And, and they realize just, it's that they're not bad for not yeah. knowing that they forgot to turn the ignition switch back on. Oh, like, and them being able to know, oh, this happened. <laughs> everyone stalls? Like, it's not just me. Dude, like, I kick bikes for an hour. It's <laughs> like, oh. Hold on. <laughs> the switch. Yeah. Oh, Especially man. on the old CBs and kind of stuff yeah. where it sounded like your carbs were messed yeah. up when you yeah. hit the new switch. Like, it would start a little bit, which I still don't yeah. understand how if you remove spark, they can kind of start. But, like, you know, none, <laughs> nonetheless, it still was interesting, it those older bikes. All, it happens all the time, even with the gas switch. Remember the, new Harley, the new Harley XG, you can have it off, and it'll still turn over. That's ridiculous. It'll sit there 
chug over like it's going to start. Oh, yeah, see? Actually, other bikes might be that way, but both my other Harleys have most of the ignition switches gone. Yeah. <laughs> the I run was... switch is now gone. It's either on or off, and that's it. <laughs> but my XG, it can be on the uh, Street 750. It can be on, and I can have the run switch to off, and it'll turn over and not start. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? See? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I've made it half a block, and then the bike quit. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then the yep. pet cocks off, you know? Exactly. So like, oh, yep. yeah. So <laughs> we, we, we did that. He test drove my Wait, these guys are only 21. They don't even know what a pet cock is, do they? I, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> he had to us. See, I, my, my favorite bike, so I had it. My favorite two bikes, two of them, what, was an 87 FZX 700, the Yamaha, the, this the, felt like a drag beast, and then my 95 M900. So I brought the M900 home so excited, told him to take around the block. He doesn't come back for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, where's he at? He's pushing it up the street go around the block because we forgot to turn off. the gas on. And the, and, police, and the police come up to us. They think we stole the bike. It's not they in my name yet because I got home. it two hours ago. They're... <laughs> It was it was bad. They were like, "You stole the bike. Let me get it back to my buddy's yeah. house." I yeah, swear, I'm like, I swear, I'm like, it's in his name. To, I'm like, if we get to him, name, he's got the title. We're good. That's it. Like, yeah. I can't do nothing about that. Just please let us get to him, please. He's like, "I'm gonna follow you." Literally, follow me for like two blocks. So I got to him. I'm like, "Hey, your bike's here." Push in the at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So um, good. One of the one of the things too that like the motorcycle community likes to do is to click up, which Lucky Wheels, like I said. That CSS, right? No, what, what is the SSR? That's right. Is that like a Sim Wolf ripoff or something? I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys Forged got from plastic, right? You guys got something that's made out of paint cans over there, <laughs> plus a Harley. I mean, you guys got like everything in here, and at the motor show, it really showed too. So it's not like ADV riders going on their thing and like, you know, screw all you sport bike dudes and like. It, it, like we're killing ourselves in the motorcycle like community you know what i mean and that's i think that's another tally mark to put there in this whole give a shift thing so yeah the you know just getting people on bikes at the ask me about motorcycles shirts um i think is a really cool idea that you know so that me and another podcast are kind of working on some of that stuff right now and uh, i think just people around the country like he's just said wherever he's gone he's kind of spread the seeds of all this and everybody can can do their thing but i think it's rad to see you know everybody in here that does it in their own own way you know what i mean so like every like i would never be able to do a funny video a because i've never been photographed i'm like a vampire it can't be done <laughs> and uh b like i don't you know, you guys scored this spot, you know, so uh, I'm not sure what rent, rent must be like $83,000 here, but you guys really, with the monthly memberships and everything, you guys got it. Like, this is rad that there's a spot for people to come down and learn. And and the doors know. really got like seven layers of chains and gates and locks. Oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and you guys, there's a moat with alligators out front. On a monthly basis, how many members we have and adjust the rent accordingly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just make sure that we never actually make it. <laughs> well, and you guys got like, you know, yeah, you can't, if you own a motorcycle, I don't care who you are, like even Keanu Reeves is probably broke, we just think he's like all rad because he owns his own company, he's probably like, shit, a motorcycle is just like this money hole, like where does everything go? <laughs> but you guys got, you know, the Coffee Co. starting next door, you guys are doing stuff, you guys are moving and shaking, so yeah, you, got, I, you know, uh, not upstairs, somewhere else, but you, you know, you guys have like a whole print shop, and I'm not going to brag about what's here, I don't want, yeah, 18 guys jumping over the fence later to- <laughs> But you know, like there's, a, yeah, yeah. There's always that Doberman back there and that huge guy, that gimp back there that you guys keep chained up. So I don't think it's a problem. Don't forget the troll. Don't yeah, forget the troll. The, and the troll. So there's a lot of shit here. If anybody's looking for trouble on, on a Saturday night. But what I'm saying is that, like, yeah, like this is such a 
you know, you guys are moving, like all of us are moving up and, and keeping, you know, keeping it real and keeping everybody kind of engaged. And, and uh, I don't know, I've never, I've ne except for an SV650, which I forget the year, but I'll look at the email. I've never met a bike I didn't like. So um, I don't. Wait, wait I, okay. A 95, the ZX7, loathe. Absolutely. If one fell oh, apart no, yeah. on the highway, our buddy was oh, riding. No, 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 I no. hate that bike. <laughs> it hit me. Oh, my Screws God. were hitting him in the face. Oh, Fairings flying. Was it a ninja? Because maybe it was a star. Like it, maybe it was throwing. It was attacking him. Bolts were flying off. <laughs> hit me in a helmet. Oh, Luckily, my helmet was not approved. <laughs> hey, what time is it? Sounds like he needs uh, Lucky Wheels Garage. It is <laughs> quarter to nine. Quarter to nine. We got fifteen minutes. We're good. We're good. All right. Well, speaking of um, some really shitty bikes, you know, obviously there's none in here. Lucky Wheels has really good bikes. You guys, have, except for that bike that fell apart on you guys, you guys have never encountered really shitty bikes. But we got a bike <laughs> this week. Yeah. Really shitty bikes. We, we got a bike this week that uh, a listener has asked us to roast. And it's a SV. Did you say it was a 650? It said it was a 650. I'm going to pause the recorder and look real quick. If ugly bikes were a crime, you'd be in jail. Yours should be cool, but it's an ultimate fail. You think your ride's awesome, it's a huge piece of shit. That's only my opinion, but it's totally legit. I'm saying what your friends do when you're not around. It's time for Roast My Bike. All right, dudes, here we, here we go. It's a 2002 SV650S Custom. The custom. You thought it was custom an, meets broke. I was about to say custom meets <laughs> broke. Or? You said it was an SV1000. Was that because like you had high hopes for him, and then you saw SV650, and you're like, never mind, let down again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, uh, I, I can't pull up pics of the bike right now. But I'm going to tell you guys. We don't need to see pics. Nah, it's an SV650 no. SVS. <laughs> it's that bad. You don't need to yeah. see the pictures. <laughs> I don't know. Should we go around the room? Did he put jigs or forks on the front of it? He, he wishes. Yeah. It's yeah. custom. Oh. It's custom. So I, custom means like when you have a turd and you polish it. It's a <laughs> custom turd. I feel like the best time owning a SV650 is when you sell it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're when you're that dude on the SV650, you're like the loneliest dude yeah, out it there. Sucks. It's like, yeah. It's like the zero to sixty of like eight seconds. <laughs> top speed of ninety four miles an hour. Yeah. It's a, well, downhill when you crash it, an insurance just takes over. You're like, never mind. <laughs> you can keep it. I, I always total on the face on the Craigslist ads. I always see the dude. Like you can see even his shadow when he's you know it's his. They always take the picture real shitty, so their shadows covering half of it because they don't want you to like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you like, know what it is, yeah. bro. And and even their shadow is frowning, and you're like, uh, yeah, I get it, buddy. I've seen someone put the SV Jixer. 650 to try to you know include the forks into it to try to get a selling point. Yeah. Tags, SEO. Yeah. I think <laughs> I the market. Yeah. I think custom probably means like blown forks and shocks and like sad guy. The SV stands for shitty vehicle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we need we need custom just means not so shitty. Safe choice. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Not trying to impress anyone, yeah. not trying to yeah. be seen, definitely yeah. not getting pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing's happening. Not getting pulled Maybe over. Maybe not getting impounded. You're not getting pulled bike. over. You're not pulling any tail. <laughs> don't need yeah, tags. Yeah. The cops uh, don't care about it. They're gonna let it ride. No, 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 no. I swear. I swear. I ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty much. <laughs> it's the only bike in the world that people would rather drive their car. 
<laughs> or Vespa. Right. They're like, oh, dude, I got the I got this SV650S custom or a smart for two. I'm gonna drive. It's sunny out. It's beautiful. I'm gonna drive. You the Pinto. That? Yeah. Custom, right? Yeah. I'm glad we got help this week. These guys up. I know, dude. <laughs> we I needed know. it, dude. Usually we're like failing. You guys don't even know. <laughs> At least we're roasting it. Like usually we're like SV stands for stupid. Uh, <laughs> damn it! What's V? Well, I, I didn't go to Stanford. I don't know any V vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually it, it's been bike three, host zero. But tonight we got help, bitch. We at least, <laughs> we at least got a tie. I know. I know. <laughs> T- ring went up for the Gipper. So Lawrence, uh, I forget where you live. I think you live in Kansas City, Missouri. If you don't, I'll oh, let no it. wonder you're rising SVC. Yeah, I know. No, no that's the bike night. There's three SVs at their bike night, two Vespas, and, <laughs> and a skateboard. <laughs> and, oh, it's a, and a Grom, and he's leading the group. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and like a donkey or something <laughs> in Missouri. They so, tie their bikes up next to the horses. Ride yeah, your donkey yeah. to the SV show. Yeah, like, like all the hitching posts just have like bikes with like, like you know that long whip that Harleys have. They just like whip it over and throw it over. That's for my SV. So if you're not from Kansas City, well, fuck Kansas, Kansas City anyway. Well, I'll, I'll, edit, I'll edit in where you're from later. But uh, yeah, thanks, Lawrence. For we should probably just assume kid. he's from Kansas City because well, yeah, he has an SV. Point. At this point, even if you're not from Kansas City, you're from Kansas City. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. moving to Kansas City, baby. You're going to have... You definitely fit in with the SV650. <laughs> I would say talk your wife into it, but then I remember, do you have an SV650? Oh. No, they got matching ones. <laughs> she probably bought the 1,000. <laughs> She's like, honey, I'm going to... Upgrade. Tra- She's like, honey, while you're driving the Smart for two to get groceries, I'm going to go track with my bike. <laughs> Rad. Oh, my God. We, we finally got you, bike. You shitty piece of shit. So, thank you, um... Thank you, Lawrence, for sending that in. And thanks for all the help we got. Finally, we fucking got a bike. <laughs> Jeez, I, I've been waiting a long time to say we, we got you, bike. And we finally did. So, I don't know. I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, the Popo are probably going to close us down here any second, like they did the ladies' uh, moto show. Hopefully they bring our bike back. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they can bring our bike yeah. back. <laughs> they're they're going to deliver. Those. It's cool. We're just delivering this bike. <laughs> you guys can keep talking. Keep going. <laughs> So, yeah, hey, if you are down in San Diego, I know we got a bunch of listeners down there. If you see uh, Digs and Ghost Bike, rescue mission, you know, rescue <laughs> mission, and uh, bring it back up here. I'd like to thank um, Lucky Wheels again for having us, um, Ty and Jack from, from Lucky Wait, Wheels. When your guys' bike got impounded, do you have to ride back together? Oh. On and SB650. if so, who was on the back? <laughs> so um, our cameraman rode on the back of my bike on the R1. You could buy Jackson. Because I didn't do up. That's hot. It, it That's was, pretty um, hot. The rule was don't touch me. You can only address my shoulder when we're stopping. Oh, man. And I, I made him, cover. I I made him like get off back. at the light before we pulled into the event. He had to walk the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too good. We have a touch only rule. He yeah. doesn't touch me at all times. Otherwise, I can really Yeah. yeah. Uh, the I've time, said it on the show before. If you haven't ridden nuts to, nuts to butts, you yeah, haven't lived. Yeah, I know. My, <laughs> the first time I rode behind a dude, I was like, Doing that thing, and then he do the stoppy. He's like, "Don't be shy," and you're like, "Do the stoppy," and I was like, "Whoa, okay, got you now." <laughs> Bear <So>. hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So 
I think we're going to wrap it for now. Uh, thanks for letting us hang out here at Lucky Wheels after hours. And um, God, that fucking troll looks mean, though. I'm not. I'm swearing. I'm not coming back here. And uh, I'd like to thank Stanford. Sniper on the roof. Yeah, sniper on the roof. I like to thank <laughs> and Harvard, Stanford, and Harvard for all the education up here. And it. it uh, they say surround yourself by people smarter than you. Well, that's like my two-year-old kid smarter than me. But these guys are are brains and uh, helping the industry get one up. Do what you can to get people involved. Um, I don't know if you guys want to say anything about how to do that, but thanks for hanging out tonight. It's been really fun. I'm glad we fucking got that SV. Fuck yeah. I feel so, I feel so good about it. I'm going to go home. SV. We've got SV tonight. <laughs> so, but yeah, you guys want to give a shout out, your, like where we can find you on social media and all that stuff? Yeah, um, you can find us everywhere at Digs and Ghost. We actually, two weeks ago, released our website um, that holds all of our content. We have giveaways. Um, we do, yeah. That's it. Can I enter? <laughs> you can't. Hey, everyone, oh, everyone can, can enter. enter. We give away last. Our last giveaway was actually a, a tune-up. Again, trying to get new riders: oil, filter, nice. grunge brush, um, chain lube. Before that, we gave away gloves. We have lots of stuff coming up this Shirts, year. We everything. were going to give away the FZ at a million followers. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But we're hey, giving. Wait, don't, don't tell me you tried. <laughs> That's to give a bummer because that FZ is pretty fucking rad. You tried to give away an SV 650s custom and nobody would take it. <laughs> <laughs> they gave it back. They gave it back. <laughs> and they, they paid for shipping us. both ways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They it back. That's amazing. We don't need that. Sorry. Yeah. What the fuck? I thought you guys were giving some away. <laughs> you guys are giving me your trash. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So check those guys out. Check out the YouTube channel. They're pretty funny. Follow them on Facebook. You guys got Instagram, I yep. know. Follow them on Instagram. Check out the website. What's the website? Digsandghosts.com. That's easy enough to remember. And Lucky Wheels, where can we find you guys? Uh, we're definitely most active on Instagram at Lucky Wheels Garage. Uh, you can also check out our website, luckywheelsgarage.com. Uh, we also just opened a coffee shop next door. Follow us on there, Lucky Wheels Coffee. And if you're in the L.A. area, just come by. We're at the edge of like the Arch District and Boyle Heights, 255 North Mission Road. So you yeah, guys, you guys put like troll. a motorcycle shop and a coffee shop together, huh? Yeah, we're the first ones to ever come up with that idea. Yes. Yeah. Period. The end. Good yeah, idea. I've never seen that. That, that is good. I, I think somebody should take note. Speaking right of, I'll be at the one show next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, hey, thanks for letting us hang out. Uh, um, we brought some beer. I'm sorry we didn't bring some pizza, but that fucking troll, I swear to God, he's looking, he's looking like he's hungry. So I'm, I'm out of here. It's been, a, it's been a blast hanging with you guys. And uh, follow him on social media. I'll put links in the show notes. And I will have... Uh, at least for these two, the Dixon Ghost. Maybe for Lucky Wheels, I'll do both on my Instagram story. Yeah. If hey, you don't follow me, hey, then you don't listen Diggs to the show Ghost, enough. And we can be Dick and co-host. <laughs>
now one and <laughs> host right. host zero. Right. Oh no 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 wigs and host. That Digs might be a little better. Wigs and host. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe what the hell? What, what was I thinking? What the fuck? What was? Luckily, that? you can edit that part out. <laughs> yeah. Post. Uh, yeah, I should have clapped when I said that. So I knew where to mark it. All right, everybody. It was just crickets in here that made it. Better. I know. I know. <laughs> In my head at home, I thought of wigs and ghosts. I thought it was so funny. And then when I was here, I was like, what did I say dick and co-host? Oh, shit. I really <laughs> fucked that up. So now you can see why I fail so bad at roast my bike, usually. I like say and why I, he dropped out of Stanford. Yeah, and why I dropped out of Stanford. They kicked me out. He didn't even get accepted. Yeah. All right, everybody. When it was their first year. It was amazing. We'll catch you next week. Is that your sign-off? Thanks, sure. guys. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to the guys, Ty and Jackson at Lucky Wheels, for letting us use your facilities and, again, host our own little roundtable and uh, find out exactly what Lucky Wheels is all about. And go check them out on the web and any upcoming events that they have. Uh, Stay tuned. Also, thanks so much to Digs and Ghost for hanging out with us and letting us know your story and your background. And now... A little uh, ride home with me and Wiggs. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that I talked about last week. And we're going to basically be riding in my car on the way home and uh, through the streets of L.A., which are like worse than some of the streets on Kabul or, you know, Aleppo right now, just bombed out. Uh, Basically, you're going to might hear some rumbles and roars. I try to fix them in post, but uh, I don't know if the editing came across that well or not. So here we are. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Liza from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast here in sunny Santa Cruz, California. And when I have nothing better to do, I listen to the Creative Writing Podcast. All right, all right, Wigs, listen, listen up, dude. We just were at uh, Lucky Garage. What did you think? That guy just totally ran a red. <laughs> What'd you I think, think? I think it's super cool, and if you're, if it's something that you can feasibly go to three or four times a month, um, I think it's something that's totally a good investment, if you will. Like, it's got a place I think to park your bike for a hundred bucks a month, so you can, if you have a project bike, as most of us do, you can leave your project bike there. And then you can work on it with the help of other people in the shop. Um, you know, the two guys that run the garage, things like that. So you've got plenty of, like, help and tools. And not just help with, like, oh, how do I get this oil filter off? But help with, like, hey, I'm trying to do a cafe racer. What do you think about about what we should do in 1,000 feet? Yeah. What, like, what tail <laughs> section should I put on it? Or how should I build a tail section? And, and they have... Um, they have stuff there to do fabrication. Sounds like they have a welder, oh, a tubing yeah. bender, tubing cutter. Like he said, you know, you could literally build a complete frame. So if you've got a bike and you just want to mod the subframe or something, like they're capable of it. And then, you know, they can just kind of help you with stuff and adjusting valves and doing those kind of things. So I think... Um, you know, I honestly do a hundred bucks a month to have a place to work on your bike, to store your bike, to have the proper tools, to have an air compressor and 
ratchets and a lift. And in the back, I think they have a forge. Like that chick was doing stuff at the women's show, and I think they legit have a forge. They might have a full forge, yeah. I think, you know, blowtorches, hammers, ratchets, you know, sockets and stuff are kind of a given. Everything that you've seen in the movie um, Hostel. <laughs> All the torture shit they got there. They have it there to build, but they use it to build motorbikes. Yeah, I mean, if you're in this situation where you can get to it a couple times a month, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. So, especially like if you're able to store your bike there, you could go once a month. But if you're keeping a bike there, it might really be worth it. Especially like if you live in LA where garage space is such a premium. Right. I, I mean, it's. It's awesome. And right. I think it's definitely a good investment. And we talked to Ty about, you know, we mentioned that when we were talking how how incredibly limited garage space in L.A. is. But what did you think of Ghost of Diggs, dude? Diggs and Ghost, actually. God damn it. I just did Tubbs <laughs> and Crockett again instead of Crockett and Tubbs. I think they're awesome. They're both, uh, they both know their motorcycles. They both ride. Um, you know, they're both... I don't think, like, both of them are kind of sport bike guys, but they're not stuck on being sport bike guys. Yeah. Like, that's just kind of what they're into at this point in their life, and honestly, I think they're in their early 20s. When I was in my early 20s, that's all I gave a shit about, too. Yeah. Um, All I gave a shit about was skateboarding and beer and ladies. Yeah. So I was on the wrong track, people. Which? Wrong track. As long as you don't own an SV650, most of those other things are good to go, too. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus, imagine if I was, like, into SV650S Customs instead of skateboard. I would have been a really... I don't think you could care about women and SVs at the same time. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't work well. Right. Um, there's a lot of dudes, though, that are super into yeah. it. Yeah. Is it true that on the fuel tank, you know the warning labels on the fuel tanks? On the SV650, one of them's a suicide hotline? It could be. It very well could oh, be. Man. It's like the gambler hotline when you go to a casino. Yeah. You know, I think that what, what they do, too, is cool. Like, they motovlog their bike got impounded this last weekend down in San Diego. Yeah. And they motovlogged it. Like, they keep it real. They keep it real, real. They don't try to, like... You know, yeah. sugarcoat it, and then their skits. Um, I can't wait to do some collaboration on there. Their skits are like, you know, they can use like a, a funny, uh, crazy mustachioed cop in it or a hooligan Jesus in it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But a cop with a blurred face would be hard. Though, uh, yeah, so, you know what? You know. Yeah. I get if, that. If the stick was... I, I don't show up on camera. I don't know what it is. I don't know <laughs> if it's because I'm so short that they just pan right over me. But, uh, but yeah. But, no, I, I really dig what they're doing. And I the stuff that they were talking about, like, you know, the brotherhood of motorcycling and not clicking up and not, uh, you know, being like, hey, I'm too cool for school because I'm a rider. Like, I think that that is actually basically where we need to be. Um, and so I'm glad that they're... You know, like guys in their 20s, and they're not trying to be super macho dudes. They're trying to like involve people too. So I think that's pretty cool. And it sounds like they just have a good time. They weren't um, like arrogant. They weren't. Oh no. You know, they weren't stuck up about having like Stanford, dude. They they, like they. They They weren't stuck up about having like a YouTube channel. Like they were just two dudes that like to ride motorcycles that videotape themselves doing stupid shit, basically. Sort of like us without the videotape. Yeah, and. It's catching on, so good for them, good for motorcycling in general, good for the industry. Um, you know, I think talking to them, I think they're going to do some some safety demonstrations or some gear tests lately or uh, in the future. So that'll be kind of neat to see 
He was talking about trying to figure out how to high side a bike on purpose. Oh man! I'm like, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, I mean, you could do it on purpose, but to come out of it, like, yeah, yeah that's another thing. So, but I, dude, they were super cool. Like, check out their YouTube video, yeah. see what they got going on. Gigantic guys too. They're like what six foot eight? They said something, something like that. Yeah, Jesus. But they yeah. both played basketball at Stanford. So. Yeah, and and you know, hanging out with Ty and Jacks. I don't know if he goes by Jack or Jackson. Well, I'm going to call them both. But I like Jacks just because that has like a Sons of Anarchy ring to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, those super cool. I, I really thank those guys for hanging out or letting us hang out at their at their shop just like Steady did. And, uh, you know, get to, get to know a little bit more of the uh, culture what's or who, who is part of the culture here in L.A. Yeah. Um, I know you've been sick, Wiggs, and you've been under the weather, and when I'm under the weather, I don't like to listen to myself on a podcast, but did you get to listen to me on a podcast from last week at all? I did, yesterday, driving home from work. I know you used to work at a bicycle shop, so I know you're privy to, you know, the fact that, like, Porsche and Audi and BMW and all these guys make bicycles as well, right? I've seen some of it. I... Mercedes had an AMG bicycle that was like a big turd with nice stuff on it. Oh yeah, I, well Jeep made a bike too that was it looked like it was sixty pounds. Cause yeah, it was like a you know the AMG Mercedes one was very similar to that. Yeah, only it had really expensive parts on it. Right. It was like someone takes a Scion XB and puts super nice wheels on it or something. Oh jeez, yeah. I thought you were gonna say an SV650. <laughs> oh, those custom. two. Yeah, yeah, those two. It's like if a guy takes an SV650 and puts a Jigsaw forks on it. Hey, do you think the Scion XB is like the SV650 of cars? It might be. Kind of, yeah. Jeez, could Christ. be. So, like, I think of Bull Taco, and even Zero. Zero kind of started out as electric mountain bikes, and Bull Taco started out as motorcycles, and they've gone to electric bikes. And what I was thinking of reading Electric Bike Magazine is I didn't realize how similar the push, like, the guys that ride electric bicycles get so much hate. As much as, like, the guys that ride sport bikes to the Harley owners group rally or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, Well, they have a couple different electric bicycles. They have, like, a legit electric bicycle that has a throttle, like a motorcycle. Right. And then they have an electric assist bicycle. Yeah. Which I find super interesting. It's like the harder you pedal, the more the electricity yeah. oh, helps dude, out. I rode one of those, and I wasn't ready for it, and I fucking flew into a curb. Of course, I crashed it, just like I do my fucking <laughs> everything I ride that's two wheels. Because I wasn't ready, and, and it because there's levels, and you could do like I only there was 20 levels, and they had it on 20. So as soon as I started to rotate the crank forward, it fucking full throttled, and I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" Yeah, yeah. I think squeeze. I get. I, I do get that. There's like some like hate in that world because. You know, you've got guys that go out on bicycle ride. Like the whole point of riding a bicycle is you're pushing it yourself, right? So, I think if you're if you show up to like a, a group ride where you're going to do thirty or forty or fifty miles or more, and some guy shows up <laughs> Just on cruising, an, yeah, right, on an electric bicycle to like push to get pushed around by the electricity, it's like you're kind of defeating the purpose. So yeah. I think it's a little different to me from electric motorcycles. But at the same time, like, there's people that commute to work that have a 20-mile bicycle ride to work. Yeah. And the electric or the electric assist even makes their commute doable on a bicycle. And they're helping the flow of traffic. They're helping the environment. You know, they're not driving their car or their dually to work every day. 
because they have this electric assist bicycle, but they don't want a motorcycle. So there's definitely that. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? Like, would would our electric bikes a possible because Yamaha and BMW, you know, they they make electric bicycles. They also make motorcycles. Okay, I'm not talking about like electric. Will they cross over and make an electric motorcycle? I'm saying, is that a viable way to get new people into riding a motorcycle? Is perhaps like you get them hooked on your Yamaha e-bike and they love it so much and they're already riding in traffic at 25 miles an hour in spandex and boy, if they get hit, they're going to be screwed up. But now maybe I can get on a Van Van 200 with some gear and now go 50 miles an hour and not get screwed up if a car hits me. You know what I mean? Is it? Do you think it's a viable thing, like a viable resource that maybe the power sports side of these companies should look at? Is hey, we already have e-bikes. Let's kind of like. I mean, I th- honestly, bicycles I think are a gateway to motorcycles anyway for right. a, for a decent amount of people. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of people that are purists and they're going to stay on a bicycle because that's what they do. But there are people that discover riding a bicycle and it leads them to riding a motorcycle. Now there's also, I think a lot of us motorcyclists know there's also, if you're a motorcyclist for kids and for a motorcycle in general, you ride a bicycle because it's kind of the same, but it doesn't transfer both ways evenly. Right, right. It's not like, you know, I'd say 80% of people on a motorcycle ride a bicycle in some form yeah and probably 50 or 60 percent as i like to make up statistics yeah ride let's a bicycle say, uh, let's say statistically 67.2 percent of people ride a bicycle and they ride it like i don't want to say competitively but not just to cruise around town like a beach cruiser like you yeah. ride a road bike or for a lot of motorcyclists a mountain bike or for your kid a strider like that's yeah. why strider bicycles when they came out um, they got with KTM, they said KTM, they say Honda, they say Suzuki, you can get them different yeah. colors that say these motorcycle brands because you're not going to teach a two-year-old to ride a motorcycle until they can ride a bicycle. <laughs> and honestly, a two-year-old can ride a Strider and pick their feet up and yeah. balance. So, you know, to me that transfers more. I'm a motorcyclist, so I also ride a bicycle. I think that transfers a lot. Yeah. A lot of bicyclists don't necessarily go to motorcycles, but they're... There are bicyclists that have gotten into motorcycles because of enjoying riding yeah. a bicycle. Well, you know what? I love riding my mountain bike, and I love doing crazy stuff on it. You're not I was usually in shorts with a really crappy helmet made of styrofoam on my head. Had I been geared up in, like, semi-motocross stuff with a full-face, like, downhill rig helmet on, I probably would have tried even more of that crazy stuff. But you know what it made me really want is a dirt bike. Like, it really made me want to go dirt bike. And, you know, going uphill on a mountain bike is sure fun, but it sure is a lot of work. And going uphill, that same hill on a dirt bike is easy. It's super challenging on a mountain bike, even, like, the slightest incline you know, the further you have to go, we're on a dirt bike, that's really simple. But then, once you're comfy on the dirt bike, then you're challenging yourself to do crazier stuff that you can't, literally can't do on a mountain bike. But so, I think, for me personally, like, riding a mountain bike up hills is more about the challenge of riding a push bike up yeah, a hill. Yeah, Because to push my fat ass up a hill on a bicycle is hard. But I, I do think, though, that if there is that 
kind of crossover with electric bicycles and small dis- uh, small displacement. Yeah. That's not right. But smaller electric motorcycles. So a, guy, a person that rides a bicycle and then set, and because there are a decent amount of people like. To me, when I think of getting new people into motorcycling, for some reason my head goes right to people that commute. I don't know if it's right statistically, I don't know, but like to me that's what I think of. So if I think of someone that's maybe riding a bicycle to work and they get a new job that's further away, or they get an electric bike to make it easier and they're not sweaty when they get to work, (laughs) or whatever... Or they're older and they and pedaling yeah. hundred miles is gonna fucking kill them, you know. Yeah. So they, you know, that crossover of well, I can get an electric bicycle. Oh, Yamaha makes an electric bicycle, but then they also make this thing that's more of a motorcycle, but it's still electric, but it's still not as intimidating as a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, I think having that crossover to a yeah. point is important. And in the future, when they do have an, an electric commuter motorcycle, it'll make even less of a transition because shit. So the the motor the bike the e bicycles are already like five grand. I mean, they're already like you know, yeah, uh, base bottom like TTR one twenty five pricing. You know? I, I think the Grom and the Kawasaki Z one twenty five both help that out too. They're right around that price, right? And some, um, dude, some of the bicycles that I was looking at were like ten grand. We're talking crazy extreme here, but I mean, it's really sadly that's not even that extreme anymore. Like, yeah. I haven't worked in the bicycle industry in a while, but. I've looked at bicycle prices, the one after that. Okay. Bicycle prices and the price have, of pedal bikes has went up crazy amounts in the last 10 years since I got out of working at a bicycle shop. Um, this one, next you one. can get on the next one, but it's the next exit after this. Okay. I mean, it's just, you know, an entry-level mountain bike used to be a grand and now it's three grand. Uh, you know, yeah. or like... The last mountain bike I bought, and that was in 2010, I bought a brand new Gary Fisher full suspension. And I think retail, because I called my buddy who owned a shop, so I got a good deal, but I think retail was a little over three grand. And that was the next to top of the line. Like it was aluminum frame Gary Fisher full suspension. Wasn't carbon, but it was super nice everything, but not top of the line everything. Which is most any people need. You know, it's like, I'm going to go buy an R01. Do I need the R1M or just the R1? <laughs> right. So, and it was like a little over three grand retail. And now to like replace it, like I can't even get anything half as good for three grand. This one? Uh, next one, St. Gabriel. Oh, okay. So the bicycle prices, I think, have went up quite a bit. You know, and riding bicycles with some of my buddies just a couple years ago, but before I bought an FZ09, like we talked about... You know, a new road bike, a pretty nice, but still not an entry level road bike is three, four, five thousand dollars. And when you look at it, you're like, what am I getting? When an FZ09 was nine thousand. Right. Or I mean you could get a carbon fiber with carbon wheels, pretty nice everything for nine or ten grand, but you're like, an FZ09 is nine thousand out the door. Yeah, left. So yeah, I mean I think if some of these if some of these companies that make electric bikes or e-bikes that also, you know, have something like Yamaha and BMW that obviously also have another two-wheel transportation that might be a little bit cheaper. I think that they could uh, well, easily I, transition. You I know, mean, like, think if you could get a nice Yamaha e-bike for twenty-five hundred bucks, that's cheaper than where you're going to get a nice bicycle for. Yeah. And then you know, I think, I think eventually they could make some electric customers too. Like when, when uh, these things go. 
when there's a full electric, you know, everybody has an electric, even if it's just like a commuter bike, 30 mile range, whatever, short city, but it's maybe it won't cost as much as like your high dollar, like zero DS, you know, the ones that we were talking about that are 15 grand and they really don't deliver the the punch you know what i mean like maybe they will just make it a round towner and they'll be able to transition people off the bicycles onto these motorbikes yeah you know? or well electric e-bikes and maybe it's me but i feel like if a company like yamaha gets big into electric motorcycles those fifteen thousand dollars zeros are gonna have to change yeah well you did you see the alta reg the alta pricing has come down a little bit um, I think they're still kind of expensive. I think zero, the zero FXS has a beat, has the bottom line Alta beat, but I think the Altas have the power and the actual like range already of the zero beat. I just think when you look <laughs> at the price point of an FZ07 or FZ09 Yamaha, mm-hmm. like to me uh, when you yeah. visually when you visually look at a zero. That's what, to me, they compare to. Yeah. They don't... There's nothing super special. There's nothing super extremely nice. But the FCs have that price point. Or now, I guess, they're MTs. But they have a price point that's pretty affordable. Yeah. Well, I also looked at the DRZ 400 SM because I was just trying to compare Supermotos. And it's only, like, 7999 And yeah. then the, the FXS is, like, 13 or something or 12 And then the Alto is, like, 15 Yeah. So... They're still pretty expensive, but one of these days, I mean, like you're saying, the Mugen Shinden, when Honda finally decides to release that thing that they've had yeah. raising at the Alaman for so long, like, it's going to be cheap. And, and all these other companies that have these expensive bikes now better, you know, they're riding the wave because pretty soon it's going to go well, down. And I'm not saying you can't have a $15,000 electric bike, but it better compete with a $15,000 gas bike. Right. And I honestly don't feel like at this point they are which you're talking like at that point fc10 or mt10 or uh, r1 uh, i mean or i think the bmw s1000rr isn't much more than that it's 15 or 17 or something like that like yeah yeah you're you're not getting a lot of bang for your buck uh anymore and so i don't know i just when i was thinking about the whole give a shift thing last week and i was by myself and i was reading all these troubles that even bicycle manufacturers are having it made me realize that there's so much competition going on in the space in the two-wheeled space that even bicyclists fight among each other like motorcyclists do and damn if we have bicycles to compete against like how could we leverage that for motorcyclists you know what i mean and for me it's part of it too like buying like the grom and the z125 are both made in taiwan thailand uh yeah and a lot of bicycles are the same thing. Like, I don't know if you guys in listener land know this about bicycles. If it says made in China, it's a giant. I don't give a shit what the frame says. If it says made in China on it and it says Trek stickers, it's a giant. And they put Trek stickers on it for Trek. They're actually, they, licensed, huh? they, not, they're not licensed. They actually build the bike to Trek specs hmm. because Trek owns, they buy so many thousands of them or whatever. But if it's made in a factory in China, that factory is giant bicycles. If it's made in Taiwan, it is specialized bicycles. Right. Um, and I really hope motorcycles don't get in. <laughs> that would have sucked if that was dead. Right where it is talking. <laughs> I really hope motorcycles don't fall in the same trap. I mean, yeah. 
Well, you know, you know somebody, the law-abiding biker podcast was talking about how Royal Enfield is coming for Harley Davidson and like, you know, they sell 600,000 models a year where Harley Davidson is struggling to, they're barely making 200,000. I don't even think they made that many this year and how, but you know, they're made in India and I was like, but listen, the fucking streets are made in India too. Like the, they are. the bikes that they're kind of competing against, the Royal Enfield isn't making a big CVO bagger or a cru- or even a, a 103 cruiser or 107 cruiser. They're making 650s and 400s, which is basically like the street territory. Both bikes made in India. So, I mean, And yeah. from a guy who currently owns four Harleys, when there will come a time when Harley's not going to sell motorcycles based on their name. Yeah. And I think they know that and they're trying to prepare for it. But, yeah. But it's it's coming, and that I mean that's going to be detrimental to them. Like I remember getting my Dyna, and as much as I love that motorcycle, and I I didn't buy it because I wanted a V twin cruiser. I bought it because I wanted a fucking Harley Davidson, and no one else makes Harley Davidson. Yeah. But if you're a guy that rides twenty or thirty miles to work every day, and you change the oil in your bike, and you don't want to do anything else, I wouldn't buy a Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, if you, my, my coworker paid like two thousand dollars to switch his handlebars, and I was like, "Yeah, internal internal wiring." Yeah, but if you want to be the coolest motherfucker on your block, you're gonna buy a Harley Davidson. Yeah, that's like, true. It, it, so there's pros and I think there's pros and cons to all that. And I'm one of those, you know, like I said, I'm one of those. I own four Harleys, but I also own other motorcycles. And I think as long as you know what you're That's getting... That's why I like you, Wiggs. You're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> you're not... But, what, what did you say last episode? Harley Davidson? Go eat a dick. No, not to Harley, but to uh, the people that ride. The no. people that ride Harleys and think that you have to ride a Harley or, or you're nothing, like that to me is yeah. like... I, I don't yeah, like that, I'll, that I'll, put the, I'll put the correct drop in here. Yeah. And we don't care. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so many people are stuck in the idea like, I'm a Harley dude. Like, yeah. Go eat a dick. <laughs> Yeah, so, but there's definitely like that. I mean, owning a Ducati now, too, like, I I see that. But my duck's old and shitty, so people don't really look at me that way. But you get a lot of pretentious owners. I know. I'm going to miss your house. Well, Wiggs. It is a hard one to find, actually. I'm not going to lie. I had a... Yeah, it's uh, that one with all the cars. You live on Mockingburn Lane, too? 1313? You know, the Munsters used to live here. (laughs) Wiggs. It's been hella good hanging out. I'm, I'm glad good. we had a good time tonight. Hopefully like I feel wheels. better in the morning and I go to work tomorrow. Yeah, God. I, well, it's Friday. Why, why oh, wouldn't yeah, you that's be at, true. Why good wouldn't point. you be at work? Good point. I don't want right. to work on Saturday. I know. Sweet. That was good. We'll have to link up with those guys and uh, do some videos and stuff. Yeah. All right, dudes. We're out of here. Unless you want to hear me talk to myself on the ride home. <laughs> Doubt it. All right. Late. I ain't going to lie. And, uh, I'm not creeped out riding home alone, but Wiggs lives in the goddamn woods, basically. And it's dark up here, and I think I just saw Squatch run across. No, that was a werewolf. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the show this week. Current events coming up. Here they are. And Instagram shoutouts. I'm going to go for Wiggins again since he just got out of the car and I forgot to ask him, but uh, no big deal. Here we go. All right, everybody. Here we go. I'm going to do the 
Instagram shoutouts first. I don't have my list in front of me. I misplaced it somewhere. I'm impeccable about my list, so I know I've got it. I just don't have it in front of me. So first this week, I'm going to go for Wiggs. He, I'm going to guess he's going to go for somebody like National Motors. And since I don't have it in front of me, we may have mentioned them before. National Motors does a whole bunch of Harley Davidson uh, canyon carving and uh you know, racing, track racing now and stuff like that. So go check out National Motors. Has thrown a Dyna off a cliff a couple times, has it documented, and uh, go check them out. My Instagram shout-out of the week, again, since I don't have my list, is Cafe Racer Dreams. Uh, again, I may have shouted them out before, but uh, Cafe Racer Dreams is a, is a website that I've been paying attention to way before I had a podcast because they took stuff that was, like, uncommon, like this SR250, and uh, they kind of did like scramblers and trackers kind of way before they were cool. They've done, uh, you know, CB750s and 550s and 450s forever. Done some really cool cafe stuff. Like, right, I don't know, maybe even before Bike XF was a thing. So go check those two Instagrams out. Now, for our events pages, there's so much stuff. If you know how to like tag an event on Facebook or on Instagram or something like that, uh, aside from actually going to it and like marking it in your feed or something like that will you let me know because i saw so many cool ones and uh it was like on the fly and i didn't have time to check them out and now i cannot find them so it's like i don't want to you know how many how much crap there is on instagram i don't want to spend 14 hours producing a show just to tell you like one minute of events so if you know how to track events and uh you know, keep or find them later. Let me know. Is there like a favorite button, dude? I'm just like such an old grandpa. It's not even funny. I'm Instagram is like next gen to me. I am human point one point oh. All right. So anyway, to get into our events, February fourth, the ride to Chopperfest. Chopperfest was rescheduled due to the fires a couple months ago. And well, I guess a month ago. So, uh, Gateway Plaza, the Starbucks, 10 a.m., the Los Angeles Litas, I believe, are doing a ride up there and uh, meet at Gateway Plaza Starbucks at 9. Kickstands up at 10. Um, also, February 4th, Ramming Speed is going to be out at Willow Springs, well, the streets. Uh, it's 150 bucks if you registered like before last week. Um, so, it's coming up this weekend. You better hurry. Also, February 2nd through 4th, the Dallas uh, International Inter- Inter- International Motorcycle Show, easy for me to say, at the uh, KP or KD Hutchinson Convention Center. I can't even read my own writing. I, I know I said it last week, um, if you're paying attention. Um, February 9th through 10th, the one show is happening up in Portland, Oregon. And check around. There's going to be a bunch of other stuff happening. I know they're going to have like a Harley versus... A sport bike stunt show at like the dancing bar dancing bear and um God, there's gonna be something else happening on the night there's gonna be a whole bunch of stuff that coincides with the show um so check you just gotta check out facebook and check out the one or portland or whatever if you're gonna be up there next weekend wigs will be up there racing next weekend the misfits will be up there checking out the show uh so check all that goodness out um, the second Sunday ride for downtown LA, uh, I think it's going to be happening. There's details are still to be announced. I'm looking on uh, lamotorcyclist.com, but it says um, meet at Deja Vita at uh, 10 a.m. and uh, follow them around because it doesn't have an ending point. 
the third Sunday rides happening, the Venice Vintage Motorcycle Club hosted ride for members and non-members. Meet at Abbott Kinney at 10 a.m. Kickstand's up at 11. And if you know where Abbott Kinney is down in, uh, they're like in Long Beach. Um, that's where that is going down. So you'll just see a bajillion motorcycles down there. Uh, the third Sunday ride, the uh, Eastside Moto Babes, I think is who's putting this one on. And it's called the Eastside Third Sunday Ride, uh, leaving Moto Republic and uh, 9 a.m. So go check that out on the third Sunday of the month. Uh, Chopper Fest, 14th Annual David Mann Chopper Fest and Art Show, Ventura Fairgrounds. Like I said, that's happening the 4th. Classic Track Day, Willow Springs, that's also happening on the 4th. Check, check, one, two. Am I still here? I'm still here. Uh, February 11th, there's a vintage bike show in Orange County. It says meet up at Castaneda's in Huntington Beach, and it goes from 2 to 4 a.m. Um, <clears throat> also, on the 9th to 11th, Chicago International Motorcycle Show at the Stevens or Stephens Convention Center. I still haven't figured that one out. Um, on the 10th, there's going to be a bring-your-own-carb at Yaz's Garage. And that's going to be pretty cool that you learn to fix carbs, diagnose carbs, learn a little bit about the uh, parts of a carb. Also on the 10th, the Foothill Ride put on by Ramming Speed Racing. Yes, every weekend, folks, they're doing something. This one's going to take you through. Uh, they're going to well, first let me tell you where to meet up. Meet up at Pro Italia at 9 for coffee and donuts. Uh, kickstands up at 10 and they're going to go cruising around through the foothills of like Altadena and La Cañada and all that stuff. That's usually where I cruise around when I just, when I don't want to fly up the crest and I don't want to go. Um, I mean, there's some really cool little streets to cruise around up here. That's not like crazy. You know what I mean? Um, neighborhoody style streets. And that's usually where I go cruising when I just want to get out for a little bit on my bike. So they're going to be cruising around all up and down there. Um, on the 20, let me see, the 25th, this is going to be the SoCal Cycle Swap Meet, which happens the last Sunday of every month. Also, the 23rd through the 25th is the Washington, D.C. IMS at the Wait Washington Convention Center, or the, no, the Walter Washington Convention Center. Again, my writing is so terrible. Uh, the 24th down at Legacy Brewing, you heard at the beginning of the show, Rick James is having Art Ride. So Art Ride CA on Instagram if you want to check out some stuff. And there's going to be um, a, lot of, a lot of new stuff has been happening since we last talked to Rick. And so it's going to be interesting to go down there and see what's actually there. Like this is some pretty cool stuff that's uh, being contributed. He's Like he said, there's more and more people that have just been uh, contributing and sponsors have been blowing up and wanted to be uh, participants. And this has just happened within like the last couple weeks. So really that's gonna be something cool to check out. I'm gonna be there, it's gonna be fun. I was gonna say February 23rd, 24th, 25th is the oh. Mama Tried Show. So the 23rd is Flat Out Friday at the BMO Harris Bradley Center. I love the way you pronounce that. What, Bradley? Mm. I wasn't sure if it was Brady or Bradley. I had All to check. of it. Um, that was my name in high school. I'm not sure which one. I believe that's the Milwaukee Bucks Arena. Um, I could be wrong. It might be the little... No, I believe that's the Bucks Arena. Anyway. It's the uh, Milwaukee Vikings yes. Center. So that should be the 23rd. The 24th is uh, the Mama Tried show. And the 25th is also Mama Tried. And should be some ice racing. So if you are in and around Milwaukee, um, there's a lot going on that weekend. 
again with Mama Tried, there's going to be a bunch of stuff happening around. I've seen at least no less than like five different things happening from concerts to bike shows to crazy little stuff that people are just going to be putting on in their own time. And that was my dog ringing the bell to let me know that I'm uh, running out of interesting things to say. Um, so also, Narissa, you emailed. I will try to get out to you um, regarding the uh, the swag stuff. Um, I'll try to shoot, uh, get back to you after. I, I'll figure out some stuff this weekend. We don't really have stickers and stuff like that to give out, but I will try to make something happen for you, uh, the Moto Rivet ladies. And um, let me see what else is happening. On the 3rd of March is the Blood Drive car show that's going to feature hot rods and bikes. And that's going to be down in, uh, at the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Queen Mary is pretty cool. Um, March 10th, let me flip my paper over. Um, the Moto Chop Shop is having their five-year anniversary party. You've heard us talk about Moto Chop Shop and Moto Republic and all that stuff. So they're at uh, 6859 Valjean Avenue in Van Nuys from 12 to 6 on the 10th. is going to be their uh, five-year anniversary party. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, March 3rd, the Backroads or Bust, which is a timed Backroads Blast from Brisbane to Byron. Say that 10 times fast. Backroad Blast from Brisbane to Byron. Backroads or Bust, Backroad Blast from Brisbane to Byron. That's obviously happening in Tasmania. Australia. Um, the 18th is the Street to Track at Sacramento Raceway Park. It's Eighth Mile Drags and Mini Bike Show. Uh, let me see. The 25th of March is going to be the last Sunday. So that's also going to be another um, motorcycle swap meet down there at the uh, Lou Davis Memorial Stadium or whatever, wherever the hell they have the SoCal Cycle Swap Meet. The 11th of March. This is a sneaker inner. <laughs> another vintage bike meet in orange county it looks like they're going to be doing them once a month so the uh i mentioned one for february 11th yep now there's one on march 11th as well so that's pretty cool uh the 31st of march the og moto show this is going to be the second one um Keep, keep your eyes peeled for this because last year this was like finally LA's answer to the one show and Mama Tried and all that stuff and the hand built and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the OG Moto Show coming again April 8th. Vintage bike meet in Orange County. Doesn't look like it's only choppers. It looks like it might be a whole bunch of stuff. So check that out. The 14th of April, we got the Hippie Killer Hoedown. It's a hot rod, custom car, and chopper show at uh, the Paris... Uh, county fairground or whatever it is with this the Paris like lake whatever the hell is down there 181700 Lake Paris Drive in Paris California uh, then on April 22nd another SoCal swap meet um, and then to round out April we won't go too far into May because I know a lot of you guys still won't be uh, getting out there yet it'll still be a little bit cold in April for you uh, the Babes in the Dirt for actually, I think it's been warm around it. I think even Wisconsin's been in the 40s. I think uh, maybe in a warming trend. Um, but anyway, April 27th to 29th, Babes in the Dirt. It's a ladies-only off-road campout in Hungry Valley, SVRA, which is a special vehicle racing application. And um, that's in. It says Groman, California, which is pretty funny because it's Gorman, California. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be like babes right out, but only for like 
dirty dirt biking chicks. So that takes us through April. Uh, I hope everybody had a good, you know, past few events that we've been. There was like a ton that happened in January. And you heard about the mods versus rockers happening the same day that the motor vlogger meetup that you know digs and ghosts got their bike impounded on that was this the last weekend the rusty gold swap meet in amsterdam the dania beach florida uh, 12th annual vintage motorcycle show the socal cycle swap all that stuff that just passed within this last week can't wait to start and do it all over again this next month february is going to be exciting folks all right uh i promised you a song last time and uh, i didn't give it to you but i do want to say stay uh stick around for next week's show wiggins and i are going to start a new challenge screw this build crap we'll probably give you some stuff along the way like i want to talk to uh to wiggs about like you know the stuff that he's got going on on his bike like he can he can like change his fuel mapping via bluetooth and we might talk about a little bit more about the moto gadget because i might just scrap my whole wiring harness that's falling apart and do a moto gadget style thing and we might talk about like cast versus spoke wheels and like get you guys going on all that great stuff so we might continue the build throughout the year but uh we got a new challenge coming up starting next week so stick around for that and uh yeah talk to you guys later bye if you know anybody that would like to have their bike roasted please have them submit an email to creative writing podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or an ask Wiggins, send it all there, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to check out the Milwaukee Rivets pre-party at Fuel Cafe, that'll be happening February 22nd in support of the Mama Tried Show. And uh, like I said, Narissa, I'll get back to you this weekend. Also, if you have any music that you want to share, go ahead and email that or dropbox it to us at creative writing podcast at gmail.com and don't forget the solstice slam will be coming up pretty soon we've left that email active for the entirety of the year because we know inspiration comes to you sometimes at midnight in uh the middle of summer nowhere near the solstice so uh slam at creative writing is where you can drop those little bits of stories it's kind of like spooky spokes but it's not spooky it's just anything motorcycle related be it music poetry art whatever you want to do submit it to slam at creative writing podcast at uh, at creative-writing.com that's slam at creative-writing.com and listen man I'd like you to check out a few shows, a few friends that I don't plug often enough, and I know I should. And so I'm going to start with the number one, Liza and the crew up there at the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast coming to you out of sunny Santa Cruz, California. Uh, We love those guys, and uh, check them out if you get a chance. Of course, there's always Cleveland Moto, and the dudes over there are very knowledgeable old men with tons of vintage bikes more than anyone should be allowed to have then there's adventure rider radio the voice of motorcycle travel and that is uh, jim and his wife and they put on a great g-rated show i might add uh front end chatter if you're into stuff in britain which i certainly am the dudes over there moto journos uh they know what they're talking about and they talk about a lot of great stuff um a little bit more industry. <clears throat> Excuse me, God, I got allergies or something. I need some help with that too. A little bit more industry related than most of the other ones are. So that's a good insight into what's happening globally. Uh, Girl on a moto, of course. Our buddy Connie over there in Beulah, or Helen Babies and uh, Debbie Durag. If you listen to the Motorcycle Men, and that's another one, Motorcycle Men. Uh, go check all those babies out. 
course, we can't forget the Wheel Nerds Cafe Racer Podcast, um, Wingman's Garage, and to round them out, the Throttled and Loud Pipes coming in with some super G-rated shows. All right. I'm really out of here this time, and uh, I implore you to go to www.creative-writing.com. Check out the mugs for sale, and if you want, buy yourself one. It's a great thing to drink out of. And now, the song that I didn't leave you with last week, you poor babies. guys like what lucky wheels does specifically i already did huh? yeah, yeah, yeah hey so let's not talk about that again, <laughs> yeah, so. Do it again. should we
Check, check, check. There we go. Well, here's we turn this off, so I don't want to make secret. Kind of played out as we go, but I think it'd be like um, basically we want to like if we're running out of ideas later, um, or like.